Good afternoon and welcome to a live edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Hi, I'm Byron Tyler. So glad to have you along here on today's show and uh, always a pleasure to get together with our AM640 and FM100.7 listeners to get that straight. But it's always a pleasure to get together with you, be part of your day. And we've got some great Bible teaching programs. And we also have this local program, Mid-South Viewpoint, that we have the opportunity to bring local ministries and things that are happening that impact your life, opportunities that you can engage for different ministries that we can talk about. And that's the case today as we get ready to introduce our guest. This, as I mentioned, is a live radio show. And so when you're doing live radio, sometimes your guests get caught in traffic or maybe your guests forget to come. No, no, no. Our guest is on his way. I'm excited to welcome in just a few moments in the studio, Howard Eddings. Uh, Howard is the executive director of Red Zone Ministries, and we're waiting for him to walk in the door any minute now. He's so engaged in the ministry when as soon as he leaves the show at 3.30, he's got to take the van over and do some work with some young folks, and we're going to give some details about that. But before we uh, say hi to Howard, and Howard makes his way in the studio, and hopefully safely, we don't want him to have any type of accident or anything. Howard Eddings is walking in the door right now. Howard, you came at a great time. And I'm so glad that you're here safely. Hey, brother, good to see you. God bless you, man. I love live radio. Hey. (laughs) You know, listen, the thing we can say, I I have to hand this to you, okay? Get as close to that microphone as you can there. We're also saying hi to our Facebook friends over there. All right, then. We're going to say hi to everybody. But uh, you you did beat uh, Randy Oldham because uh, I was doing a live (laughs) radio show a couple weeks ago at the Hub, the coffee shop. And Randy, uh, it was a crazy story. But anyway, make a long story short, he was he got there with like five minutes left in the radio show. So I was really swimming to trying to get the thing done, you well, know. I'm, I'm sure you worked it out. You and yeah, we, hey, we, we just started grabbing people, drinking coffee or whatever, you know, just to hey, get you know, it done. Well, shame on Randy. I, I, no. I, you know, I can beat him at this, but he, I cannot beat him at basketball. Is he pretty good at basketball? From what I hear. He's, yeah. He's gotten a little old like me. Howard, it is so good to see you, man. I just, uh, when I think back to our younger days, I can't believe that you and I both are over 50 years old now. Uh, true, is, true. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. But I, I feel it and look it. You don't no, look No, 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 50. man. You look, yeah. as, you look the same young, as you did back when you were playing. Ba- you played basketball for Mid-South Bible College uh, on the they, team. They just needed, you know, somebody to fill a spot. No, no, I no. You know? I, I remember you were one of the star players on the team. I had fun. Yeah. 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 Howard, it's so good to see you. And. And uh, I'm excited to talk about this uh, this new work that you've been in now really for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and uh, it's called Red Zone Ministries. But before we before we get into it, I want to give a little backstory to Howard Eddings. You grew up in the Orange Mountain community, I understand. Give me some details of your life. What were your parents like? What did what did you face on a day to day growing up in Orange Mountain? Well, I mean, I grew up in Orange Mountain. Uh, Orange Mountain is a rich rich community in terms of its history and in terms of uh, the legacy of Orange Mountain. So I, I grew up at a time when that was valuable and that was important, and that was something we understood as children growing up in Orange Mountain. And so it was a, a wonderful experience. I mean, I think the first time that I came to understand that Orange Mound might be a community that's com- considered to be uh, underserved, um, I was shocked to hear that because yep. uh, I don't recall... Uh, growing up at a time in Orange Mound where I felt like we were going without. And so I, I'm, I'm the last of ten, uh, so I have nine older brothers and sisters. 
Um, I think. Uh, do they pick on you or do they treat you nice? No, they treated me nice. <laughs> I was pretty, you know, <laughs> been the youngest and, and I was the smallest. Okay. Uh, but we uh, all graduated from Melrose High School except one. Uh, so our family uh, loves Orange Mound, loved our community. Um, we grew up in a time when uh, community was community. We, we uh, were raised by our um, we, we were raised by our neighbors. Uh, we were disciplined by our neighbors. I grew up having friends, real friends. It was a time when we literally lived out um, Zachariah, where children playing in the streets and 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 having fun, and, and older folk See, being I, a part of the whole process. I have process. a similar memory. You know, I grew up in the Highland Heights area. Mm-hmm. You know, and close to Kingsbury. That's where I went to school, all the way from elementary to, to high school. And I remember playing court ball on the streets, you know, and probably riding my bicycle to areas I shouldn't have, you know, but because mm-hmm. I was so far away from home as a small right. kid, you know. Mm-hmm. But I was just having fun. And, you know, like you said, neighbors watched out for, you know, your kids and everybody, you right. know. So it was a similar kind of experience there. But as you mentioned, the rich heritage of Orange Mound, I, I think it's one of those uh, secrets of, of our history that needs to be talked about and cherished. Orange Mound is the second largest community in history behind Harlem in New York City to be discovered by African-Americans. Well, discovered or established, established. Okay, yeah, uh, by yeah, or for yeah, African-Americans. Kind of, yeah, yes. it was as a result of the Jim Crow laws. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a perfect example of the segregation period right. there. And just the reality of that time, uh, but we're over 125 years old. Uh, that community has, uh, you know, was a gateway to a lot of what, what was happening in Memphis. And there, there was a thriving, and is, quite frankly, Still is a, a thriving community where uh, folk made uh, were committed to it. They raised their families there. They uh, we had businesses, we had arts, we had all of the things that are important to create what's called a livable or sustainable neighborhood or community. So uh, we didn't we we didn't feel like we were going without anything. I right. remember being bust outside of the outside of our neighborhood, and that was a devastating. Um, experience for us. I mean, I loved going to Hanley Elementary, walking to school every day with my friends, as well as uh, moving on through Merrill's and uh, junior high and Merrill's high school. So I'm a six year uh, Merrill's person. I know a lot of people who are 12 year yeah. Merrill's, but it's slightly older than I am. But but so that that was something uh, that was the kind of foundation we were able to build on. There were businesses that were run by people who looked like me. There were uh, teachers who lived in our neighborhoods and, 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 and businessmen and all of that. I mean, we, we, we value uh, you know, what Orange Mountain. And by the way, you, you said second um, oldest African-American community. Some people would argue with you that it is the first African-American community built for African-Americans. But it is indeed the oldest African American community west of Harlem. You know, I'm I'm trying to think of the, the all the the boundaries where you know the uh, geographical property mm-hmm. of Orange Mountain is. I believe for a short period of time, when I was a child, my parents went through a divorce, and we went to live with my grandfather. And there was is it Cherokee Elementary School mm-hmm. over there off of Sims? Yeah. Is that still like on the edge of Orange Mound or close? I thought that was still in the area. Well, at the time that I grew up, it was on the fringe, on the periphery of Orange yeah. Mound. People would call it, it's called Cherokee Heights. Cherokee Heights, yeah. And so now Orange Mound is sort of annexed uh, some neighborhoods, and, and unfortunately, uh, even when things happen in in the 
um, surrounding neighborhoods, it, it all becomes or- something negative happens. Right. It all becomes Orange Mound anyway, so we might as well claim it. So Orange Mound, um, when I was growing up, was from Airways on the west up to um, Sims on the east and then Spotswood or Southern on right. the north and over to in Lamar, Kimball area on the south. And so that's that's expanded. You know, we, we, we take in and and uh, you know take responsibility for, if you will, for uh, Belta Grove and some other communities that are uh, close. Everybody went to Melrose who lived on that side of yeah. um, uh, Southern Avenue. We lived over there for a period of time, you know, during the transition of my parents' divorce uh, in a duplex of my grandfather mm-hmm. right across from Cherokee Elementary. So I do have some memories of, of that neighborhood. But uh, I do want to also mention that for n- not quite 30 years, but, I mean, a long time, You've been connected with the Leadership Foundation mm-hmm. with uh, Larry Lloyd, who's a good friend. Larry's been on this program, you know, multiple times. And, uh, I mean, you really sensed after all of what you – man, it's, which is incredible. I was looking at some of the things that you have done over the past uh, 20, almost 30 years, as mm-hmm. I mentioned, mm-hmm. with Memphis Leadership Foundation. And, and, and uh, to help strategically develop – Leadership and some ministries, cutting-edge programs that you were involved with, um, like the Memphis Jobs and Adolescents, the Adults Sharing Knowledge, uh, the Urban Youth Initiative, the Kingdom Camp, Neighborhood Housing Opportunities, Memphis Center for Urban Theological Studies, Memphis Athletic Ministries, Memphis Economic Development Partnership, and mm-hmm. Urban Arrow. I mean, these are all part of your resume, if you will, mm-hmm. that you've invested your life into people to better our city and to provide ongoing leadership for future mm-hmm. generations. That's a pretty good thing to be involved right. with. But all of a sudden, after 30 years of this, you're saying, I believe God wants me to do something totally different. Yeah. Oh, it, it's been a wonderful, wonderful uh, ride on God's coattail. Uh, I, I started uh, in ministry through Young Life, uh, served on Young Life staff for about six years, and Larry was my Young Life leader. And so we've been tethered together for about 40 years. I, I met him in high school. But I think what, what God has done with the Memphis Leadership Foundation it, uh, was to provide a vehicle to create and develop ministries that serve the needs of the urban poor or people who are under-resourced, who live in underserved communities. So all of those things that you mentioned, I was blessed to be a part of that process working with volunteers, working with visionary leadership, working with servant leaders who wanted to be a part of God's strategy to impact our cities, to make our cities, who in, in our city and our communities and neighborhoods that are becoming battlegrounds into playgrounds. Yeah. And so God has richly blessed our efforts in those areas to be a part of all those things that you mentioned. The shift for me came when I did turn 50. Uh, as I served as president of the foundation for about 17 years, felt that the timing was right for me to uh, bring what I'd learned um, to the Orange Mound community. So I wanted to figure out a way to take MLF, sort of right-size it for a neighborhood, make it more local than it was global as it relates to Memphis. And so I was able to transition the board of directors affirmed uh, that idea and that thinking and that strategy, and I was able to 
uh, start with go, go back to youth and work with kids at Merrill's High School or young people at Merrill's High School, uh, young people who uh, attend uh, Hanley Elementary where I happen to have gone to school, as I mentioned, but more directly focus on a comprehensive approach to impacting that neighborhood and changing the dynamics and changing the realities of that community by reaching out to people in a whole way. Howard, help us to understand, use the term underserved, okay, mm-hmm. people underserved community. And, and, and some others might think, well, what does that mean? Um, it, it is, there are communities in our city, and I have a hard time saying, as much as I work in communi- communities, I have a hard time saying that word, but, but they, they are, are neighborhoods that uh, don't have access to, equitable access to resources that will make them sustainable and livable. And so there are a number of, of variables that, are the, that, that force that reality or push that particular envelope as it uh, relates to what happens in a neighborhood, what, what does a neighborhood need to be um, to sustain itself, to encourage growth, to uh, facilitate healthy uh, lifestyle choices, uh, and so there are many things that, that I mean, food deserts, food insecurities, no grocery stores, no banks, no businesses, uh, inadequate transportation, um, poor housing. Um, so there are lots of, of realities and, and factors that lead to that. Um, and so I think the whole idea of being underserved is a much, in my opinion, much better term than saying a poor community. Yes. Because that all of those communities, each community in Memphis, that experiences uh, some level of uh, lacking or uh, uh, no access to certain things. They have great people there who are assets. And so what what Red Zone does is try to figure out ways we can leverage the assets in a community like Orange Mound so that we can provide resources so that people can be empowered to do for themselves. Now, wasn't Red Zone's Red Zone Ministries already in existence prior to you you coming on board? Um, it was something I created under the banner of the Memphis Leadership Foundation. Okay, so you actually created this mm-hmm. organization. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so th- with the idea of uh, it's a football term, naturally, um, and it is uh, it communicates where uh, in, in terms of football. Uh, the the defense and the offense in the, on the twenty yard line to the goal line, where both teams have to make critical decisions yeah. in terms of how they're going to you know play from the twenty yard line in, and so they have to make critical decisions. And I, I happen to be sitting in a uh, conference where a, a smart guy from Harvard talking about education, and he likened where some urban kids are, and I think I think all students are at this point where they're making critical life decisions that impact the rest of their lives. And I think that is magnified in an urban or an under-resourced community or underserved community context. Young people are making critical life decisions that impact the rest of their lives. Whether I'm going to join a gang, gang, whether I'm going to um, be a good student or pursue being a good student uh, if I'm going to who are my fr- who are my friends going to be um, all of that all, all of the, right. all of those realities that they're facing gang, the gang membership uh, issue is is a huge piece it's bigger than just being involved in gangs um, who I choose to be my friend uh, is a big issue and so what we try to do is resource students to um, be able to make healthy choices smart choices, 
informed decisions about their lives. Howard, I, I tell you what, because you couldn't help construction and traffic, and it, of course, it took some, some mm-hmm. of the time for us to talk more. Our, our time is slipping very, you know, quickly here on, on this particular edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Adriana wanted to say, Howard, this means a lot to me. I'm a regional psychologist, and our kiddos need mentors and role models, most importantly, the Word of God. And she says, thanks so much for doing this work in the community. Uh, we need less violence in our communities and less gang affiliations. And so she just kudos to you, the resources that you're talking about. So I want to say that also Tom Foy, who we went to Mid-South mm-hmm. Bible College, mm-hmm. was online watching us, too. I want to oh, say wow. hi to Tom. Hey, Tom. But this is something important because I don't want us to miss this. You partner with volunteers to help you do what you do with Red Zone Ministries. So people listening right now, if they wanted to connect or find out more ways that they could partner with you, join, be part of this Red Zone Ministries, what should they do? And um, what opportunities are there to serve? Uh, reach out to us. We can You can connect with us through our Facebook page, or you can connect uh, with me through my email, howard at redzonememphis.org. Uh, but we are, we are available and have opportunities for volunteers every day, Monday through Friday, from 3.30 to 6.30, to 6 o'clock. And you can do anything from uh, tutor, mentor, kid, uh, uh, I call them kids, but student. Uh, you, you can uh, provide a snack, or you can provide snacks on a regular basis. We have a wonderful person who does that for us already. We have club every week. We average uh, this year about 60 students coming to our weekly outreach club. You can provide a meal for that. You can drive a van, taking them home every day, or you can just drop in every day and be uh, an, an important adult to young people who come in every day. But go to the website. We got yeah, to go to the I website. Hate to say yeah, 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 I know, give, the, I know. give the address one more uh, time. The address is twenty eight seventy six Park Avenue. The uh, I know the, you, well, you the, know the, the website. The, my, my website is www.redzonememphis.org, and my email address is Howard at redzonememphis.org. Howard, will you come back? I will. I'm sorry to no, no, mess no, no. This Don't up. be sorry. Yeah. Listen, you didn't mess it up. All this is great. You can't help that. But also, I'd love sometime we can work out. We get some students on, mm-hmm. even if we have to tape it. You know when it's convenient right. for them and do it. We'll do that if we you want do to. That, that and, would be great. And our principal likes us enough at Merrill's that he will let them miss a little bit of school really? to come out here to Just do it live. That would be, be fantastic. They love this kind of thing. Oh, this would be great. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, Howard Eddings, uh, dear friend, thank you so much, brother, for what you're doing for Christ's kingdom and the Orange Mound community. And thanks for your love for Jesus. Thanks for being here and sharing with Bot Radio today. I, I've enjoyed it. I'm sorry again. No, no, don't and apologize. I'm, I'm loving this, this, this radio <laughs> voice you got, man. So. I'll have to turn it off when we get off the air, okay? <laughs> Howard knows me from way back. But listen, friends, thank you so much for joining us on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. We'll have to say goodbye now. That's all the time we have. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.